Well, hello, everybody. You're listening to the Woodworkers Podcast. I'm Ben Brunick. I've got Ramon Valdez and Philip Morley again with me here this afternoon. How are you two fellas doing? Doing good. Doing good, Ben. Awesome. Right on. Say, it's a special guest episode. We've got David Johnson, based out of Los Angeles, California, sidecar, furniture, seat, cane, weaver, College of the Redwoods graduate. How are you doing, David? I'm doing well. Thank you. Awesome to have you on, David. Yeah. Thanks. Hey, David. Yeah, <clears throat> flattered to be here. <laughs> you really shouldn't be. You, you won't be. You, you, you won't be by the end. Um. <laughs> I mean, after that introduction. <laughs> it, it could have been worse. <laughs> just, uh, just, just read the freaking IG thing. He's got it down. Woodworker and seat weaver specialize seat weaver. in <laughs> Danish modern trails. Right on. Right on. No, but David, we, we've all been admirers of your work for for quite oh, a while and, and and it's super super cool that you agree to be on with us and 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 talk a little bit it's interesting yeah. to see it's interesting to see all the different ways that people can carve out a niche to find a place in the market to survive and and your work the, the stuff that you've been doing is is so interesting you know visually it's interesting but also you know technique wise it's interesting your the restoration work that you do the the new work that you do yeah, we just want to hear some of your story. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I can't say that the 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 job I've created, you know, for myself is by plan. It's just kind of mostly a, by accident. I just kind of followed the uh, the least resistant past uh, path to get to where I am. Um, you know, because when I first came out of school, I had the idea that I could make spec pieces and they would sell themselves. Uh, and <laughs> that was a, a very quick lesson learned that that's not the case. Uh, and uh, so while I was in school, I was also, Mark Edmondson was in his second year, and I got to see him weave his bench, oh, cool. uh, which has been in fine woodworking and yeah, that's videos and such. fantastic yeah. bench. Yeah. yeah, so I got to see him make that and <clears throat> see him weave it and saw the book that he learned from, which is the Caner's Handbook. Cool. Uh, by Bruce Miller and Jim Wydes. And so as soon as I got out of school, I um, got the book and I didn't have a chair to weave. And so I saw a picture of a Hans Begner CH23 dining chair. At the time, I didn't even know who Hans Begner was, but I liked it. And so I just made a stool of that and just taught myself how to weave uh, on that That's stool. That's awesome. <laughs> so. So cool. <laughs> and, then, and, and then you went nuts with it because you do some incredible work. Thanks. Well, the, you know, I, I just wanted to add another element to what I was doing, you know, to have woodworking and something else just to sure. just, yeah, you know, I just thought it was, you know, it was interesting and, you know, I was going down that or upholstery or adding metal work and I was just weaving. Mm -hmm. It was just something I got into. I happened to buy the book, it just kind of fell into it really. And yeah, that, that tactile um, <clears throat> juxtaposition is actually quite interesting. With the weaving and then the then the wood, and yeah. uh, I'm sure the cordage also would make it very comfy to sit in. It is comfortable. I mean, it has a texture to it, so you know right. you don't want to sit in it in your swimsuit. I was gonna say, <laughs> don't sit in it while you're naked. Like I like wild. Yeah, yeah. Unless unless you're into that kind of thing, you know. <laughs> we, we don't judge. <laughs> But uh, but it is comfortable and uh, you know it's durable and it's just it just it's doing that kind of look. suits my personality yeah. type. I'm just kind of a, a naturally kind of fussy person. I like patterns and so now whenever I see something woven, you know, I'm just kind of looking at it and deconstructing it. So um, well, with the Danish modern furniture, it seems like it goes hand in hand. You know, it's it's uh, some some of those pieces. That, that you do the refurbished work is some of the best to me some of the best uh, examples of chairs out there and i've just i've always always loved the danish cord and i don't know the names and the terminology of it mm -hmm. but that's definitely what drew me to your page you know it's like wow this guy's doing some amazing work and again getting, getting the exposure like you said you may not start out that way but clearly people are are coming to you to refinish mm -hmm. these beautiful pieces of furniture so mm -hmm. you've definitely carved out a niche a little market there for yourself yeah and right. actually, and I, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> I mean, oh, that's fine. I'm incredibly lucky that I get to experience these pieces because right. generally these things would be in <clears throat> private homes, museums, you know, or I just see pictures of them, you know, in print or online. And yeah. I get to, I get to take them apart. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and learn. I mean, how much you learn from that. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I, I'm just going through your page now, your Instagram page. And I'm like, oh my goodness like he's got his hands on all these pieces i would love to see and i've only ever seen in a book you know to be able to see the proportions of it how it's been constructed mm -hmm. yeah it's just completely awesome. bisected mm -hmm. yeah and i also get to find mistakes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, right? I was gonna ask yeah. you about that you, you yeah. take it off the pedestal and be like huh interesting that's well, how he did that, that. <laughs> like some, some shims shims included in a mortise or something i found it everything i found shims i found um uh where, where mortises have been put in the wrong place and they plugged them um i, fa I found that on hans wegner and on a penjul chieftain chair wow on, crazy. covered with cordage but no it's out there in the open but because oh. it had, i think because it had patinaed everything had gotten kind of dark brown on the oak and so you couldn't right. see it uh, yeah. I, yeah. On a finjul, I found um, an arm that wasn't carved, like it was still roughed out. And <laughs> That's I so was awesome, like, actually, I, should I fix that or leave it? <laughs> no, it's part of the story. Yeah. It's part of the story of the piece. So how yeah. about how about listing off? Because um, not everybody's familiar. I know I'm not familiar with all of the names um, right. in that. So some of the names of, of work that that you have worked on. So could you list off of, of some of the names? Sure. I mean, mostly it's woven chairs that come to me, obviously. Mm -hmm. So I get a lot of Hans Wagner because um, he he did a lot of weaving work. And he's probably the the most popular and well-known right. of the, the Danish modern uh, people. And then uh, I get a lot of J.L. Moeller chairs. Nice. Um, a lot mm -hmm. of those chairs are very similar. Uh, they're dining. He, the J.L. Moeller is a father and son team. And... Um, they did a lot, mostly dining chairs and tables. And then yeah. behind that would be Hans Olsen. Uh, he did a lot of um, uh, binder cane uh, rockers and lounge chairs. And I get a few Nakashimas coming through. Um, those are a little bit more rare. And then a lot of just kind of random stuff that were the client tells me who made it. Uh, I've, recently I've been doing these Ib Kofod Larson chairs where it's a metal frame. <laughs> And it's a binder cane seat and oh, yeah. back. The whole thing's integrated. And because it's on metal, there's no nails. Um, is that like the round frame? Yeah. No, am I thinking of something different? Oh, is it the one where it's a perfect Oh, frame? no, no, no. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking of the round, like that big round frame and the, the metal legs come out from it. But you're talking about the one that sh it, it just has this. You don't see the metal, right? Once you finish, you don't. Uh, yeah, you don't see yeah, the metal. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and it has a yeah. it has a wood base. Um, That's so cool. And then there's just kind of a lot of random stuff that comes through, um, or just even just nameless pieces. Sure. But so, uh, so yeah. how many how many of those pieces were? What was everything production made, or are some of them studio furniture work? The Danish stuff is production made, but production right. for the scale of the time. <clears throat> Um, so, you know, nothing like, mm -hmm. you know, the, the huge factories of today or even the big factories that would be based in like High Point, you know, during the mid-century era. Um, but they were they were mass producing them given the tools that they had, um, you know, so they would make a big pile of legs and a big pile of backs and then just, you know, put them all together. Uh, whereas like the Nakashima, you know, those were closer, you know, while he was still making them in mass. Uh, they're closer to a studio-made piece. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. And what and what years are we talking um, for a ballpark figure? Mm, mostly the fifties and sixties. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so um, you know, it's fortunate that I live in Los Angeles for that period because that's you know that's a very popular style Pretty here. Payday um, area. Oh, yeah. Right. There. When I sure. lived in the Bay Area, it was all hand cane rush stuff because that was popular there more arts and crafts and you know 20s and 30s yeah, okay. type of stuff but just a wonderful learning experience to be able to take those things apart see how they were done yeah like like, like what you guys were saying the, all the proportions and everything i know i've i've talked to 
Caleb James um, mm-hmm. about about your work, and he just Caleb always raves about the fact that you're able to get your hands on all of these things, take these apart, know all kind of the intricacies of of those pieces. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes right, I get right. in over my head because I just want the chair. I'm like, oh, can you do this? Right. Sure, I can do that. And then I get in here. I'm like, oh man, how am I going to do this? That's good, though. <laughs> it is yeah, good. That's, that's... <laughs> it can be a little. It doesn't feel good at the time. That's right. <laughs> For, forced learning. Sure. Yeah. Certainly. Afterwards, you're like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the case of that, that Kofod Larson, you know, we can link it so people know what we're talking about. I actually yeah, cut out thing. half of the seat, and then did a practice run on the other half because I only had one chair. And so I was like, okay, I got the gist of this. Now I can cut out the whole thing. Because it's crazy. If you've never done anything before, you know, you really got to document it. And then you cut it out and you have a bare frame, like your reference is gone. Right. And yeah. 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 <laughs> Man. But, yeah. But no, yeah that, I'm looking at that now. That thing is nuts. Sure. Like, just. Yeah, that's nuts. You must. I, I mean, I look at something like that. Man, that just seems like you're sitting there for like 10 hours, if not more. Like, is it something more. you just get a lot faster? No. More, right? More, yeah. more. Jeez. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, to, to so, fast at it <laughs> you know? is a, a misnomer. I mean, yeah, you, you get fast at it, but it's not it's only, a fast process. Right. It's the, that's the, mm, There's the only so fast it, yeah. you can go. That's the thing. It just looks like it's not, no matter how good you are, it's still going to take time. It's a, yeah. And so I'm assuming, because I really don't know what I'm talking about, so there's all these different styles of weaves or different names mm-hmm. and some of them kind of um transition into new new knots or new Correct. weaves i mean Correct. That... especially with the danish modern stuff because they they built on the past you know they look you know uh-huh. you can look at their stuff and if you know historical furniture you can see their influences from chinese to shaper to windsor and then they just kind of ran with it. And so they were using different materials in different ways. And so, you know, you would get the Danish core, but they would then weave that into a rush pattern. But rush is actually a name of the material and it, it starts uh, to get confusing. So often yeah. clients, you know, they'll say, I have a, I have a cane chair. How much is it? I'm like, I need to see a picture because right. it could be <laughs> <Right>. anything. <laughs> uh, and it, can become difficult to communicate with clients and other makers about because um, the patterns and the materials they they kind of share names and there isn't really a standard to to mm. the names so. probably a lot of slang maybe I yeah know. you know and it's yeah <laughs> and it's also, it depends on who you're talking to you know I use some terms that other people don't use. sure yeah is 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 everything truly woven or do you ever see any of the like the sheet cane yeah, work. yeah, yeah. I get those. Not that much, strangely. Um, okay. But but yeah, yeah, yeah. I get those coming and going. You want to explain real quick what that the difference? A sheet cane I mean, that comes in a, should a, be a pre-woven mat, and so it's already woven. Right. Uh, and then you cut that and then stitch that into you place. You cut it so to speak. and you glue you glue it into a spline, and well, you 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 insert the cane into a spline you put glue in and then you put a piece of reed into that spline right. and that holds it all in and the, the reed is so cane it comes from the rattan palm and rattan is basically it's you know bamboo but bamboo's hollowed hollow mm. in between the knuckles rattan is solid in between the knuckles and cane is the the peel of the stalk there's a bark on the outside I like the word hollowed, word solid and hollow. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then reed yeah. is the internal part of the rattan palm. Crazy. And then, mm, then they run it okay. through dyes and things like that to make the different sizes and shapes. Okay. So now, so now wow. when, you, when you do that, whether it's um, sheet or you're actually doing it just from scratch, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that something you do? You, do you wet it? And then let it, and it shrinks and that's what times it up or is that just just uh, yeah you want you want to work with it wet right uh, okay wet, it, it's it's pretty woody <clears throat> technically it's a grass but it's kind of right. woodish and then that it has a fiber to it and so when you wet it it becomes much more pliable um, okay and mm. in I guess it shrinks up a little bit when it or it expands a little bit because it gets wet and wet. then when it dries it shrinks and so also when you're working with it you have to be aware of this is going to shrink. 
you know, if you oh, make yeah. everything too tight, the cane will fail or the frame will fail. Man, um, and crazy. so there's kind of, you, and it's just something you have to get a feel for. You have to do a couple of failures before you're like, right. oh, okay, that's that's too tight or that's too loose. And and, and also probably tensioning everything um, consistent or equally yeah. as your that would be. Yeah. Just something that you'd gain with you. Yeah, with experience and that's more apparent with like say when you're doing with the Danish cord or even like paper fiber or the rush seats. Uh, yeah. yeah. So let's so let's talk a quick about like the different mediums. Mm. Can you list off some of the some of the different mediums? Sure. In the in the, in the work, uh, Danish mm. cord became prominent, possibly invented right after World War II, as an alternate to using cane. It's you know. It's probably a little bit cheaper it's a little easier for the danes to manufacture and more available because you know, imagine europe after world war ii and, and uh, asia as well mm -hmm. things just weren't moving around as much or being traded and danish cord is uh it's paper and it's it's three twisted plies of paper twisted together um, so you can untwist it into three separate strings basically and then untwist that Wow. So it's it's just paper and it has a, a little bit of a wax coating on it. So it makes it kind of slippery and gives it a little bit of protection, not much. Sure. Then there is cane, which I just talked about, which is the you know, the outer part of the tan. And cane comes in different widths. And then binder cane is usually it's thicker and it's four, five, six millimeter. Most of the Danish chairs are five millimeter binder. <laughs> Uh, of course, I say that I, in the corner, I see some that's six millimeter binder. But, but and then <laughs> uh, then there is rush that gets confusing. Rush is like when you look at it, like you look at the back of an envelope, how it's folded. Right. That's what the seat looks like. So there's a seam that radiates out from the from the oh. corners in. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, like yeah, the. Yeah. Like the Hans Becker mm -hmm. wishbone chair. Wishbone chair, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's it, it yeah. in a rush pattern. Um, now, that's a very old pattern that was originally woven with grass, most commonly bulrush or um, cattails. Crazy. And, yeah. <laughs> and that, I've actually never done that. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, it's very labor intensive um, and you can't get the materials. You have to go out and harvest it yourself. And I live in dry California where it just doesn't really grow. Um, so right. and then, uh, but I do that pattern mostly in Danish cord on the modernist stuff, like on the wishbone. For a lot of vintage chairs, you can use what's called paper fiber rush. And it's, imagine Danish cord, but everything's woven a little more loosely to look a little more rustic. Um, right. That right. is often, mm. it. it's okay. I don't think it looks that great. Um, and then uh, a good happy medium is pre-twisted seagrass, which is seagrass harvested in Asia. Um, and it, ha you know, it is grass um, and it kind of mimics the look of, of, of a natural cane yeah, or a, a natural rush. Even I, get, even I get confused. <laughs> seagrass is another material. That's the seagrass fiber that's woven together like Danish cord is. It's super confusing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm already lost. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. Though, I mean, yeah, it's super I confusing. No, I, I yeah, super, no super interesting depending on your <laughs> exactly. depending on your yeah. on your field. Yeah, so well, you won't you won't look at it the same way again. You'll be like, which one is that? That's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> Some people probably either leaned in for their speakers or just turned it off and listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky our demographic of listeners are all pretty sad and <laughs> yeah, they're le they're leaning in. Like, they like yeah, this kind like, of weird stuff. Thing, right. They're sanding yeah. or something. <laughs> They need <laughs> that is that is absolutely. I mean, it's it's a it's a whole different art in itself. And and uh, uh, kind of what I was going to ask you because of that, you know, like a French, as a custom furniture maker, we we tend to want to dive deep and try to do every element ourselves. And then I right. think, especially for myself, I start coming to this realization. It's like, no, there's there's people that can better do marquetry than me. There's people mm -hmm. that can better do engraving. There's people, you know, it's like I can only go so far if I'm mm -hmm. trying to really produce mm -hmm. furniture. So then work with those artists. Mm -hmm. Do you do you do work for other furniture makers? Do they come to you and say, "I've got these new chairs. I need Danish cord on." Is that I something do. that you've done? I I have. I've done. Uh, I do chairs for Ty O'Neill, who's a Los Angeles based. Um, 
uh, furniture maker. He's on Instagram. I've done a set of chairs for Y-Rhymer. Okay. And Brandon Morrison. And uh, so far, that's it. I've had a few contact me. Um, but you know, either they, they figured it out themselves or they didn't get the job. Um, so, but yeah, right. I'm definitely open to it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I, I, Cause that just makes sense. Cause I know like the only person I, um, well, actually there's a couple people in, in my na- neighborhood that kind of does some of this. I mean, Leslie Webb, uh, I think she does a lot of like parachute, uh, core type stuff. And, uh-huh. um, there's actually a gentleman that Alex, uh, that, uh, helps assist me in a class and he he kind of, I think he got that same book like he he pretty much was working for someone and they were like we were doing this on a job get this book go home and figure it out and so he started doing it and so people just just <laughs> hire him now they're like hey I, I I don't want to dive deep into this you know I'll, I'll just pay you to do it so that's that's kind of cool when you can have the different mm-hmm different crafts people different artists you know join together and, and make something so that's that's neat uh, speaking of that book it's the caner's handbook i highly recommend it um and what really propelled me forward is i worked for jim wydes for a number of years nice so that's yeah awesome. yeah and, and that's and that's who and that's who did the book he's a primary author of it uh, there's bruce miller right. also who did a lot of the photography and the editing um but jim wydes is a he runs the caning shop in berkeley that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, that's super cool stuff. <clears throat> and I mean, but but that's not all you do. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like backing up, yeah. I want to hear a little bit about the you, you went to the College of the Redwoods and like how you <laughs> and I've seen your you know you actually just did a repost of your uh, record console uh, um, cabinet, which is just beautiful. And thanks. I do want to mention the best piece you've ever made to me. It's the purple heart and, and quilted quilt and bird's eye maple <laughs> side <laughs> table. <laughs> I was I about it, about to delete awesome. that post. I guess I can't now. <laughs> I love yeah. the draw construction. Yeah. so cool. I told you that I need to dig my piece out. So just people listening are like, "What is Phil being a total dick about?" Um, <laughs> David posted a throwback thing to one of the very first pieces he made. I think it at, was it after or no before the. It was before the that was in before. my portfolio to get accepted. To nice. College of the <laughs> that sucker got you in. They still let me in. And, yeah. Too. And I love it because I was like, you know what? I I think it's really important for people to see like you didn't just start I off doing agree. the cast work that you do now. Yeah. Like oh, you no. and this isn't and I'm not saying this is not a crap. Piece. This is a great piece, but it shows you where you started and 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 the journey that you took. You yeah. know, it's like I think it's really important for yeah. people to understand. And I, I told David I need to find a piece of mine, um, but I'm too embarrassed. <laughs> oh yeah, only one other person joined me in that hashtag and on Instagram. Everyone else out there was crazy. Embarrassingly, exactly. I was working. off woodworking, so uh, thank you. For, for joining me in on that yeah that's awesome <laughs> i i did find i found a piece um i need to just take a picture of it and post it, it, it i wanted to find something older though um i think i was 18 or something but i wanted to find like one of my very uh-huh. first pieces i was so proud of and you look at it now you're like what the heck was that right yeah i <laughs> i almost threw that away but then my wife's like no you should save that yeah and so that's yeah. no yeah you should Absolutely. yeah that's awesome that's super cool so so what um but what what brought you like what made you go to to uh college of the Red, redwoods like you know it's i was um moved from the central valley to santa cruz basically for the cycling um because i was a long time cyclist i actually worked in the bicycle mm-hmm. industry for over 20 years okay yeah, so. wow um and so I moved there for writing and I went to school at Cabrillo College, which is a community college uh, just outside of Santa Cruz. And I was studying art history and art, mostly drawing and working with metal. And I was on a path to getting an art history degree. And I was also studying welding because I wanted to be a bicycle frame builder. Oh, cool. uh, but I was always interested in furniture. I <laughs> uh, just never knew how to enter. Um, I don't come from a family of woodworkers. My father was a Chevy mechanic, and so turning wrenches was more natural <clears> to me. But there sure. was a wood shop at the school that was just being completely unused. 
and just kind of on a lark i just started using it and the person that ran the tool room you know when you go to check out a tool to uh, to use at the right, school right. he was a very early student at college of the redwoods and taught there for a few years and his name was patrick stafford he's still at cabrillo college and i believe runs a furniture program there and so he kind of took me on and taught me how to make things that are you know better than the purple heart uh, quilted maple plywood <laughs> table and uh, also helped me get into the school he wrote a letter so that's what really got oh, me cool. into the school not that purple heart uh, table <laughs> uh, and so that was basically my entry into the craft yeah and what what kind of program what what did you do what uh, was it a nine-month thing at uh college of the redwoods yeah, yeah it was a nine-month program yeah so nine -month yeah, program. Nine -month program yeah i hadn't done any of the summer courses or anything and i just did one year i didn't do two years so right. and you you may have already said this but when, what year was uh, i graduated in 97 so it was uh, you know fall of 96 to summer in 97 mm. how, we, old, how old are you uh <laughs> i turned 52 <laughs> next week next, next week 52 nice. yeah. <laughs> Super cool. But you were in, we, we talked about this Thanks. before the show. You were in with, um, so like Adrian Ferrizuti was in, right. was in the yeah. class with yeah. you that year. Uh -huh. um, who who, who well, else uh, maybe well, was Mark in? Mark Edmondson. Uh, Seth, Seth Janofsky. Mm -hmm. uh, he's done some great work. He's done some fine woodworking articles. Uh, he's making guitars now. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I was uh, I remember that name. of his in the Bay Area. And I actually, my, first wood shop down here in Southern California was which, with a bunch of machines that I bought off of him. Yeah. Oh, cool. For 500 bucks. <laughs> yeah. and, that's, that's like $10,000 now, right? <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, they were, they were a little rough, but, um, and, um, young Chan was in that class. He was well known right after oh, wow. the school. He's, sure. Right. he's gotten kind of old by now but he's, he did amazing work uh yeah and his and his book was really influential yeah. on a lot of a lot yeah. of folks that was such a his um i don't know what i, I I've, I've got that book and and that was it was influential on me just the simplicity mm -hmm. of jigs the simplicity of of um yeah, yeah. And um, for some reason he making stuff to show. he, cool. he kind of liked me he, he i would actually borrow his tools he's like i only let you <laughs> borrow this plane I'm like oh okay thanks <laughs> well, that's cool uh who else uh ashley eric's mowing is in that class uh she's moved to australia uh but she kind of took the academic okay. route after um college Redwoods. she went to risd i believe and now she continues to teach okay. oh cool uh those are probably the prominent names uh what what that's what, amazing what percentage of those folks do you think that that were in your class what percentage <clears throat> of those folks do you think stuck stuck with it in one form or another i would say the people i just mentioned also nick clark uh he stuck with it and he did great work and then the rest i don't know you know a lot of people just sure. kind of uh, just faded uh, into obscurity uh, mm -hmm. devin thamer i was in class with him he stuck with it he's running a great shop in santa cruz remains a good friend that's awesome um yeah and the the rest, you know, I just lost track of. You know, it was, it was over twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm impressed you remember the names. Yeah, you that's, do. That's, that's that's amazing. Well, really. you know, you spend nine months, six days a week plus with these people. Yeah, you get yeah, to you really them. get to know them yeah. for for better or worse. Uh, sure. Yeah, I. <laughs> Let's talk. Let's talk about the, the worst. worst. <laughs> <laughs> but but that was when you know James Krenoff was was teaching yeah. full time. Yeah. And and then you and then it was, I'm, I'm guessing it was Jim Budlong and David Welter and who else? Would uh, have Michael been? Burns. He was a director at the time. Mike. Yeah. Michael Michael Burns. Burns. Okay. Uh, Adrian, yeah. actually, my year, our year, I should say, was the first year that James Krenoff moved from the main bench room into his room, which was like this little tiny little window. I don't remember having a window, but a tiny little room off the machine room. And Adrian started working at his old bench. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, um, I, can't rem I can't remember where I was going with this. Yeah, that's, yeah. Pretty, that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, you guys we were like, oh, I, you know, going to the school, I definitely had imposter syndrome when I first showed up there because I was a bicycle <laughs> bum, you know, when I showed up, you know, I rode to school on a bicycle that cost way more than the car I drove up there in. Um, it, you know, I, you know, I'd only been working, woodworking for two years at the most. And, you know, the first day James Krenov walks out and says, you know, welcome, don't be intimidated. Like, well, I am, I'm just gonna, yeah, too late. <laughs> too late. I'm just gonna sit here in the corner and not say anything lest you guys find out. <laughs> That's awesome. So, but yeah, it was a great experience. Yeah, what an, ex yeah, what an experience. Mean, it, a lot of people you know view the school as just a transformational experience and that if you haven't done it might sound like you're giving it too much weight but it really is there's life before the school and life after the school it changes how you look at things and how you work even if you don't continue with woodworking sure and you right, were and right. you were in state so you were able to qualify for the tuition yeah uh, yeah i i got to go there for i think it was 50 dollars a semester because i was you know I was a bicycle what? mechanic, you know, I was poor. And so <laughs> the state paid for me to go there for the most part. Yeah. That's freaking cool. Well, yeah. super cool. My buddy, uh, Kevin Kelly, he <clears throat> comes over to the shop once in a while. And he, he went, I don't remember what year he went, but he loves talking about the school and the people yeah. and the camaraderie and, and James, of course, and philosophy. And it, And you're exactly right. I mean, he talks about how, it's influenced him in a lot of different aspects of, of his life, not, not just, just woodworking. Yeah. I find it really interesting. Yeah, it's great. I recommend it to yeah, everyone. Yeah, everyone I've met. Yeah, everybody I've met or spoke to who's gone, they, yeah, they're all kind of singing the same tune. It's, it's a Absolutely. pretty amazing experience. Yeah, I, wish, I wish I could go yeah. back and do my second year now under Laura. Um, so, you know, just mm -hmm. toss it because it's, I want to do. I want to yeah. do my first year. I would I'm love sure to, go. Love to have you. Right. Uh, you know, the problem is, is that you know your your life starts up, and to put your life on hold and to to, to go there. Yeah. You know, so I would say most of the yeah, people. I'm pretty sure my wife will not yeah. be okay. With that. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. not happening. <laughs> so, well, that's yeah. That's, that's cool. awesome. Well, I think it'd be a good time to take a break. Ramon, you wanna you wanna do the the sponsor deal? Do the thing. Yes, that's right. So this Woodworkers podcast is brought to you by Maverick Abrasives, your one stop shop for all your abrasive needs. They have sanding belts, tons of different lengths, widths, and grit sizes. Also, sanding discs. Again, a huge selection of grit sizes, disc sizes, and hole patterns, including Festool hole patterns. They also have nine by nine by eleven sheet sandpaper drum sander rolls, wide belts, narrow belts, all of that. They offer fantastic prices and free shipping on orders of 200 bucks or more. They're on Instagram at Maverick Abrasives and on the web, maverickabrasives.com. Abrasives for metalworking and in the woodworking shop. Maverick Abrasives, from our shop to yours. Right on. Thanks, Ramon. Thank right. Well, leading into things, so after... After College of the Redwoods, you mentioned that it was a transformative mm -hmm. year. So after that, using that transformation, you know, what was your path after through College well, of the Redwoods? Yeah, I, well, I moved yeah, back to then what? and got my bike shop job back. And then I uh, joined a mm. collective shop in Santa Cruz with Patrick Stafford, another College of the Redwoods graduate named Ol Manad, and a ukulele maker named Tony Graziano and okay. I just started making pieces just kind of just kind of exploring what I do and don't like and then from there I lived in a garage <laughs> and so I converted that garage into a shop and so I just start, started working there and I was working at a pretty small scale making mostly like boxes and because after the school I just the school most of my experience was just with the school so I wanted to just kind of explore right. to see what I like doing and just to, to learn more. And then from Santa Cruz, moved up to the Bay Area where I worked at a cabinet shop that was started by um, Randall Wilson, another graduate of the College of the Redwoods. And he employs primarily College of the Redwoods graduates for his cabinet shop. Wow, that's interesting. That's yeah. cool. What kind of work? Uh, you said cabinet shop, but what kind of work do they, do they do primarily? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's oh, interesting. Yeah, so it, it is, is cabinet, cabinet work. work. Yeah. <laughs> 
not the James no, Kronoff style you know, cabinet but it's work. Great because huh. Kronoff students aren't viewed as particularly fast workers. And so that was a, a great environment to learn cabinet making and installed work because, you know, everyone there came from the same background. Uh, and then, right. so I did that for a while. That's interesting. And then I had, I left there because I injured my shoulder. Then I just got a, um, uh, a small studio in San Francisco near Polk and Sacramento. It's, it's like a basement of a parking garage off in the corner and worked in there. And then, um, I and all the while I was working at bike shops and then I went off on my own and started working out of um, a collective shop on the Alameda Naval Air Base and that oh, cool. was a huge shop and there were gosh I don't mm -hmm. know at least 20 people running their businesses or hobbies through that space wow and were you and were you and, doing commission work or you at that time, so when I was at the doing? Naval Air Base, I was doing some commission work, and that's mostly when I was working for the canning shop. And so that's where I really honed oh, the skills okay. of repairing chairs because I would get all their chairs that not only needed seats but also needed structural work to them. And so that oh. I would get all those chairs, so nice. I'd have to fix a chair and then weave the seat while doing some commission work through there. Yeah, I wanted to learn seat waving as just something on the side to keep me busy in between commissions, but it ended up that I would do commissions in between the seat weaving. So. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like Ramon and his domino ducks. Yeah. <laughs> to keep the lights on, so right. to do that. I thought at some point you'd uh, incorporate uh, bicycles and caning, but uh, <laughs> I don't know how that would work. To a fancy yeah. cane yeah, seat for bicycle. Thought it's trendy, it man. Too, but, you know, the project would... It, yeah, Might probably. be a limited market. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then uh, from Alameda, we moved down here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and, cool. And, and 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 you said you look you help look after the kids correct. and stuff. You have do you have two kids or two kids? Yeah, we have two. Do you have we a couple have kids? A two, two and a half year old yeah, okay. girl and a nine year old boy. Oh wow. Nice. Yeah, my, that's awesome. Keep keep you busy. Yeah, that's yeah. an understatement. So um <laughs> 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 So since I'm the one my wife has a real job and so my um well, I shouldn't say real job, but you, you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, since I have the flexible schedule, I deal with the kids during the day, shuttling them around. I watch the two, two and a half year old. And so I primarily work at night. Right. Yeah, so. Nice. It's nice that you can have that balance between your wife work and your work that you have the flexibility uh, to, to be able to spend the time yeah, with the kids yeah. too. You know? so, right. so yeah, I get a, but you, you also do a crap load of work. I mean, it's not like, oh, I, I piddle around right, um, in right. the evening. No, you, you do. There's a lot of work that, that you crank out, whether it's <clears throat> whether it's the seat work or if it's your own. Yeah, I, got, I try to be out here every night <laughs> working. So, yeah, right. sure. That's got to be tough. I mean, because, like, I, I mean, I've got four kids, and I used to work a lot more at night. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> as of recent, it's like, man, I have to get them down and, I'm just like, God, I'm yeah. so tired. I, I drink more coffee than I yeah. should. Um, but it's, it's yeah. basically, you know, get the kids cleaned up, get, you know, the kitchen cleaned up, get the my wife settled in, and, uh, you know, I just come out here. And I typically work anywhere between 8.30 39 to about midnight, sometimes later, depending on the deadline. And then um, right, right. 6.30, you know, i got to get the, the boy ready for school. But, right. you know, but wow. it'll be easier cool. once um, the two-and-a-half-year-old is in kindergarten yeah you just have to you need to have another kid. yeah that's not happening <laughs> it just makes it e it makes it easier that's what they kept telling me yeah you know? the... it took me four kids yeah. to realize they were lying to us <laughs> yeah that's what we tell people is like we're just like barely like keeping our head above water right now so it's like our house is a wreck you know it's okay our kids are happy we're kind mm -hmm. of happy <laughs> so, <laughs> things will get better yeah that's why i keep telling myself too that's I, awesome yeah right, it's right. it will it will it's <laughs> uh, so super cool it's also very yeah. rewarding. So it's Absolutely. kind of a, you know. Yeah, gotta, if I didn't have a. Got away at all. You know, if I had to come out here and do data entry, mm -hmm. you know, it wouldn't 
I'd have to figure out another plan. Yeah. So. Right. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. And your shops and your shop is at your home. Yeah, now? it's in my garage. garage. It's nice. tiny. Let's sure. talk about your shop. So, I mean, that's kind of a, 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 an interesting mm-hmm. topic. So, you're in a, is it a single single stall garage, a double a, stall it's garage. It's a double what stall garage, but it was built in 1923. So, it's a it's a double model A garage. Smaller, smaller double. Right. Right. But but like what are, awesome. what some of the what some of the equipment in your yeah you pack a, you pack a lot into that uh, okay sure. back up real quick like what kind of square footage uh, is it two it's Do sixteen you know? by sixteen so what is that yeah what? yeah sixteen by sixteen don't do, don't ask don't yeah. ask me math <laughs> questions jeez <laughs> but that okay so you pack a lot into two hundred and fifty whatever two fifty it's two fifty six yeah. square feet. Yeah, I have crazy. a uh, well. I have a twenty-inch Davison Wells bandsaw. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, and that's the, it. The, the, it kind of centers around that. But College of the Redwoods, the bandsaw is your primary tool, and so yeah, and, yeah. Uh, these actually yeah. they're made in Los Angeles, so they're fairly common here. Uh, and then that's I cool. have uh, an eight-inch uh, '80s Powermatic joiner, and then I have a fifteen-year-old. Makita, you know, portable planer, a Rockwell drill press I got off Craigslist, an old Hitachi chop saw, and then I have a multi-router. Yeah, like JDS, right? And uh, and then a a Supermax drum sander. Uh, And that's it. No table saw. So that's, yeah, because I have like a table saw I'd be satisfied with. I just don't have the space for it, you know. Yeah. Space, yeah. Right, because then right. you need outfit, yeah. cable, and room, and so how yeah. how how do you and a bandsaw can do how a do lot. you cross cut square cuts just on the chop? Yeah, saw, well, the chop saw I can do about eleven inches. Um, otherwise, I I use the Festool okay. chop saw. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. And so I can't festival. say oh, okay. every cabinet yeah, I do smart. is perfectly square, but you know it's <laughs> square enough. <laughs> I, don't think any, I don't think anyone can. <laughs> It's all the it's all the yeah, illusion fit, of square, right? You fit the doors <laughs> to it, and that's that. <laughs> right. Well, I that's found if I, <laughs> I well, for one, I don't do that much casework. But when I do it, if I do, right, right, if I stack the bottom and the top together, and I cut them together, they're yep. at least out of square the same amount. Together, yeah, it's like you stack them together <laughs> the way they actually right. go together. Yeah, when when you yeah, mm-hmm. I, I do that with students because I'm like. No, put them together, and that's how you're gonna do your layout and everything. Because it may not be square, but at least they're not square yeah. together. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Everything is parallel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I right. thought about that's kind awesome. of showing people or even submitting uh, ideas for like how I do cases without a table saw, but yeah. It's really That'd best be cool. with a table saw. I'm not gonna say that my way is better. It's just how I figured it out. But you know. <laughs> Yeah, but not everybody. But there's a lot of people yeah. in your situation too, to where it's like you know I don't have mm-hmm, the space mm-hmm. or maybe the money, and so mm-hmm. you can get a lot done. It's it may yeah. take longer, but mm-hmm. with a track saw and uh, yeah, track saw or whatever. So yeah, that's I, cool. A, yeah, it it, it would oh, be okay. interesting. Okay. Well, maybe I'll people would yeah, add it to the I long think, list yeah. of ideas. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but if it doesn't happen, don't blame us. If if you do it and it ends up like being the worst article ever, and the magazine shuts down because of it, well, don't blame us. Then okay? I'll be famous. You know? <laughs> then you'll be famous. Yeah, oh, there you go. You're the killer. I like like Gary Ben, like the, the 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 nail in the door. Yeah, the nail. Yeah. The nail. Oh, don't get me started yeah. on that. <laughs> I was just talking to a student about that. <laughs> That's funny. It's too, yeah. it's too beautiful. Um, yeah, no, I think that'd be cool. And because, you know, I think it's relatable. We've all pretty much done that, you know. I know that's definitely how I used to do it before I had a mm-hmm. table saw. Well, you work with what you have. And a panel and a panel saw. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you work with it. And sometimes I wonder, you know, like, and Leslie would give me a hard time. So I have so many ways to do a mortise and tenon these days. And I swear that's that's almost like a hindrance. It's it's a because I'm like, well, which way could I do this? Where before it's like, this is the only way I really have mm-hmm. to do it efficiently. That's <laughs> how I'm doing it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> sure, that's awesome. 
Well, speak, but also speaking of, you know, the idea of showing people, you, you've been doing, yeah. you've done some teaching and some magazine article writing. Uh-huh. You want to talk a little bit about yeah, some of well, those I've things? Yeah, I've taught weaving uh, locally. I've taught at um, Pasadena City College, nice. uh, Cerritos College, which has a great woodworking program. They're, they're in Orange County. And uh, I've taught three classes at Allied Woodshop. Uh, oh, cool. Since, yeah. since the second kid, I've slowed down on teaching. So, but I would sure. like to get back to it because I enjoy it. You know, it kind of helps me do some outreach and, and just a, a yeah. You can come. You can come out to yeah, the Austin yeah. School of Furniture. Yeah, you know, teacher class. I'll have to stay yeah, at someone's awesome. house. But <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll put you up <laughs> with two more kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I've got uh, a plan. Yeah, yeah trust me. Yeah. <laughs> got a babysitter yeah. for the week. I am but yeah, so uh, yeah, put so, them on the uh, trampoline. I would like to get back into teaching. I primarily taught. Well, I've only taught seat weaving, but you know, possibly teaching woodworking and such. Uh, the trouble is, is I don't use a table saw, and so you know, well, yeah, you this have, is how you use the a table saw. This? I haven't pushed anything through in a decade, but just do what I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> And and you're uh, and you're writing right? You're yeah, you know we're at the beginning process. None of them been published yet. So yeah, so uh, okay. there will be an article coming out most likely later this year on uh, Danish cord work and the Danish cord working weaving without nails. Yeah, that's I want to mm-hmm. bring ask you about that. Yeah, that, that looks yeah. yeah. And then uh, Ben that. came out and did a video. Yeah, and. Yeah, so these, these are with fine woodwork. Fine woodwork. Uh, yeah, so yeah. he, the... there's only one magazine done. <laughs> <laughs> Left. <laughs> and uh, so the first part of the video, uh, I haven't seen the video yet, but the first day we uh, made the stool, and then the second day we um, wove the stool. So he he did that. So yeah, so the video will make it look like oh, I can make that's beginning cool. to end in about it... twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm really good at doing that. I tell you what, there's a cabinet yeah. and two pages. So uh, that's pretty cool. Now, did it Anissa yeah. come yeah. out Anissa to your shop? Mm-hmm. Oh my, she did. Okay, because I think I heard she mentioned she was talking about your shop on yeah. the podcast. On, yeah. On, yeah, and I thought it was hilarious. She's like, <laughs> he's like jams all kind. She's listing off the things you jam into that shop. I'm like, that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, she's like, that's the smallest shop I've ever seen. You know, I, I was self-conscious about them coming over here because I, well, the whole building's leaning over. And so for me, me to be comfortable being that, I, I put up a like a beam, you know, like a support in the middle of it. And that's the only thing that looks nice. Like everything else is just as I found it, you know, aside from having it wired. And um, so, yeah, I look forward to seeing nice. the photography. A lot of close shots. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're good at, they're, yeah, they're, I was going to say, they're good at, they're yeah. good at faking it, man. You know, when Anissa was here, I had a old push plow hanging from the ceiling because I didn't have anywhere to store it. Um, yeah, my dad's like, I'm giving you my plow. I'm like, great. That's why the building was leaning. Yeah. So, but it's a constant improvement. Awesome. I just put up lights, which is really nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better lights, little, I should say. Uh, yeah. They, they can little, be useful. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's the little things in life, life, you know? Little things in life. <laughs> to, yeah. to be able to see what you're doing. <laughs> That's cool. No, that's that's really cool. I'm looking forward to seeing that article. Yeah, um, me too. Especially now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after hearing all the di- different descriptions, right? The, you're gonna you're gonna see that Danish article, and it's gonna and... be like, man, that guy looks like he's got a shop that's about yeah. six thousand square feet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the way they the way I they have, I have it, to you know? over here because I encourage um, people to just bring me the chair because I don't want to drive across LA to go pick it up. And uh, one guy sure. who yeah. found me on Instagram just walked in here. And before he had a chance to edit himself, it's like, I imagine something bigger than this. (laughs) (laughs) You left the chair. (laughs) And you were like, so did I. So did I. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine somebody with manners. (laughs) That's awesome. Now, um, 
to, to, real quick, I wanted to ask because I'm totally ignorant when it comes uh, to the weaving and caning and, and that stuff. The correct. no nail deal is that something that you came up with, or is that something that's been around? Because I've never been seen around. Uh, but I like don't my method is just an amalgamation of all the things that I've I've admired, you know, like all this. And sure. um, okay. I had first seen right, it right, on right. these Yugoslavian reproductions of a Hans Wegner folding chair, and so I oh, just crazy. deconstructed that, and you know, adapted it for my own use. Yeah, but there's no very cool. Yeah, just 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 uh, like the rest of chairs us so, are amazing. The, yeah. the design of that folding chair is just beautiful. Uh, I saw one on your page. The Yugoslavian chair. Now, yep. but... Yeah, definitely, definitely encourage folks to look at your page. Just oh, you know, yeah. click on one of the images yeah. and then just start scrolling. And it just not only is the really work beautiful, beautiful oh, but the photography work that you, you do yeah. is oh, lovely. You know, it's right, just fun right. to see. You've got all the and the the cane work. Uh, or the different weaving works, they lend, you know, you've got these repeating patterns, um, shadow lines uh, work well in in color film or in, in color uh, photographs or yeah. in black and white photographs to show oh, texture. It's just it's cool. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful the to, the bottle, to go through. The uh, bottle openers you've been Those are fun. recently yeah. too. That's super. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. super freaking cool. Yeah, those are oh. fun. Yeah. I, I would like to incorporate more of that into it's, my own work. Uh, just wrapping things and just doing more right, decorative right. elements. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> wrap some marbles, sure. chisels. <laughs> I find it. I find it so interesting what you can do with a limited palette. You know, a, you know, a, a, there's you only have a few. There's only a few elements in in the piece, but you can do so many different things with just a limited palette of materials. Uh, which I find it, I, I I just think that's, you know, design wise, that's that's really interesting. Well, that's that's yeah. what draws me to, to see that, is you have yeah. a starting point. You know, versus art, you have a, a a blank canvas or just a blank space, and then you need to fill it. Whereas furniture, you're going to make a chair, so your primary thing is to make a functional chair, and or a cabinet that's going right. to hold something. It gives you more of a starting point, and and I. Sure. Yeah. It's like, well, what, what is this yeah. for? What's yeah, it? What's I need purpose? that. Link. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Design around it. Yeah. So, same hand. Yeah. I'm the yeah. same way. Are more imaginative in in a limited space. You know, limitations can can right. can mm -hmm. lend to creativity. Yeah. Um, instead of just just right. being wide open. Don't just say that, make right. make the, make a piece. I'm like, oh, but what piece? Just make a piece. <laughs> Wait, but like, tell me what kind. Yeah, I'm sure. Need yeah, some, I've only had one client that was just like, okay, we're going to hold these things. In, in this case, it was these vintage books and these antique tin toys. And they said, other than that, just do what you want. And I was just like, well, I need a little more <laughs> than that so I could just, you know, just so I right. know where to start. Like, no, just, right. just yeah. do it. And so that was... Yeah, I was really lucky. That last bedroom set I did, the the clients were like that. They just wanted a bedroom set. They're like, nope, that's you just do the whole thing. You pick the species right, right. and the sizes, and I'm like, uh, no. So I, you know, because everybody views a nightstand as you know, do you want a drawer? Right. Do you want it open? So I met with them, and by just getting setting up a few parameters, of course, the dresser ended yeah. up being almost six foot wide, which was is just huge because the, their house is big and it goes mm -hmm. below this, you know, big TV screen. But I, I could never have done that right, by just right. guessing. You know, it's, I, I mean, it's those, nice to have those clients that like, details and you know, I like what you do, do your yeah, things. That's, but that's cool, but almost yeah. some, you need a, yeah, a starting some, just point. Just even, for me, it's usually, <laughs> mm -hmm. where's it gonna go? You know, it's like, what room? And what yeah, are you gonna like use whiskey it cabinet, for? that's yeah. great, you know, but like, give me some sizes, like I need a, I need to have something right. to be able to start. But yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, well, otherwise also shoot yeah. just not shooting in the dark and wasting time and money or, yeah. yeah. Right. Sure. Right, right, right. Yeah, those, those, lim those limitations are the things that, yeah. that lend to your creativity. You yeah. know, because then you're, then you're trying to come up with a creative solution to the, mm -hmm. these limited parameters. And that's where, that's where the creativity is. But yeah. man, when you all of a sudden start dealing with a vacuum, pretty much yeah everything yeah. just ends up sucking you know yeah. it just it's just yeah the way, <laughs> one, the way it is good way to put it one so, thing i yeah like yeah. all of us i wish i had more time to create spec pieces 
I was going to ask about your chair. No, I don't know which chair. I'm constantly drawing stuff because usually just to, <laughs> you know, blow off steam or just kill an evening, I'll just draw a chair and, you know, just to kind of get the sure. idea started. And then, but from that pencil sketch, I would just usually move to a mock up. And, you know, I don't have time to make sure. a mock up. <laughs> so, but I would love to build, right, right, right. you know, in the place where I am right now. <laughs> just you know a bunch of pieces and so when someone asks me for something they kind of already know what it's going to look like because there's going to be these design elements just right. rolled into what they want like when something when someone buys something from you guys right you have a large body of work that you've produced recently that their piece is going to look like these previous pieces does that make sense sure that makes that make, yeah no that makes sense because that that's the last client I have, it's mm -hmm. like I want you to do you mm -hmm. and do your thing. I like your work, and so yeah, he's just like yeah. I've seen what you do. Just kind of roll yeah. that into yeah. my needs, you know? Yeah, because the stuff um, that I made, yeah, you know, cool. fifteen years ago, you know, in between now and that Purple Heart cabinet, you know, I, you know, <laughs> you know, they were nice, <laughs> but they're that's not where I am right now, and so I'm not even really even posting those posts, right, those right. photos, sure. so. So going forward mm -hmm. into the future with your work, are you looking, where would you like to go towards? Are, are, do you want to continue on uh, with the, the restoration work, um, that type of work? Do, would you like to move into into more your own well, design pieces, I, reproduction pieces, things that things that draw from yeah, that, I, that work that I, you've done? I like what are the your restoration feelings work. on that? You know, it's, it's good for business. You know, I have a price list. I can just, you know, it's no more... You know, because I do the same thing over and over and over again. I already know how much something's going to cost, and so that makes business yeah, sense for me right. to continue doing the restoration work and specializing in what <clears> I do. <throat> as mm -hmm. far as new work, you know, I have a lot of influences. Obviously, Danish modern and the the, the Krenov school, but I'm really yeah. getting into right now. How do I say that? I I can't. None of us can compete with mass produced items. And so I like making right. pieces that aren't as perfect. And so I'm really focusing on things that still have hand tool marks on them. Like the, the bench and the stool for the, for the article, you know, they're just spoke shaved or plain. I didn't sand them at all. Um, and so they have a real texture to them. Yeah. Um, and just kind of continuing down that path. And I really like the idea of reinterpreting, sure. you know, like pre-industrial pieces, but in a, a modern sense. Which is basically what the Danes did. I'm just kind of continuing down that. What are you doing for finish on those types of pieces, like the pieces that you're doing spoke shave work on and leaving the texture? What uh, what, what finish are you using for the article on those soap. items? Um, yeah, soap finish. Yeah, soap soap finish. Is, yeah, which is oh, I, I read that. Yeah, which yeah. is barely finished. I mean, I read the, I read about that on your you Instagram. You have to be page. very judicious about sure. where, you know where right. you're going to use it. Uh, but it has just a nice feel to it. And you're not looking to bury no. that texture. Yeah. Bury. I mean, you're spending the yeah. you're spending the time to put that mm -hmm. on there, and you want that to be an element, so you don't want to bury it right. under a right. film finish. So what what what, uh, what other finishes depend, do you end up you know, using in that circumstance? Um, you know, but I'll use a shellac, a lot of shellac. Um, because you know, shellac, the school, you know, I mix my own flakes and I do very thin Shrenos coats of shellac. Oil, yeah. um, some oil finishes. I'm moving away from oil um, as a finish. Uh, it, it just takes so long to get like a good finish on it. You finish, know, and I, uh, yeah, an actual right? finish. And I can't an say actual like, finish. Yeah, I love finishing. Mm -hmm. You know, but you know, if it's going to be like a dining, you know, right. any kind of table or something like that, I just hire a finisher and have him spray it <laughs> so yeah sure yeah a, 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 a top but chairs you're not you're not having to deal with you know um no yeah. water rings that type of thing yeah. there's water. not a place to set something so Spills. like on a on the day and and you've yeah. got all the, the the weave work or the cane work um mm -hmm. so it makes sense to do you know a, a, yeah. a simpler thinner no, it doesn't need yeah. to be and, and I just like the look and feel right, of, right. you know of wood and just that style of, of woodworking you know kind of more of an old-fashioned style of woodworking sure. but updating the, mm -hmm. the, the look of that into a modern sense and also sure. because I do repairs I, I have this idea of serviceability because I 
yeah, sure, I think everything variability breaks, of pieces because that's what I deal with is broken right. furniture. <laughs> right. All right. Right. <laughs> I do yeah, use high glue. Yeah. yeah. I like high so glue. a lot of hide glue. Uh, I don't trust it always in every situation. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I like working with it. And you know, I have to admit, there's like this old world charm to it. You know, I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. Right. But it's it mm -hmm. certainly has its place, whether it's yeah. liquid form or hot. You know, hot high glue. Yeah. They, they have their sure. attributes. You know, there's certainly right. certainly yeah. positives to, to, to using that material. To it too. You know, you can't always use it in lieu of tight bonds. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Or right. in lieu of or in lieu of epoxy or in lieu of. Yeah. You know, there's there's a place for all of them. Um, it's just it depends on what it just like just like finishes. There's there's mm -hmm. a place for pretty much all the finishes. It just no. it just depends. Sure. <laughs> it just depends on what yeah. on, on your on your application. <laughs> Shut up, Marley. Conversion, conversion varnish. <laughs> it's good for you. It's good for the yeah, environment. But it's super durable and it looks great. Conversion varnish. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Right. I don't yeah. think that's uh, and, and that's legal in California I'm sorry. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was gonna the... say you can't it probably isn't <laughs> <laughs> for good reason. <laughs> My son lives in LA and he, he had a oh just some a, a piece of furniture fell on his floor and it made this mar and I told him, Well just go to Home Depot and, and grab grab some uh, um I don't even remember what it was. Mm -hmm. Uh alcohol maybe rub uh denatured alcohol yeah, it's illegal and yeah. they laughed at him when he went in there and asked him. yeah i um <laughs> so we, so you're in california no, you, you can't, can't get denatured that. alcohol yeah, yeah i think it was last i think it was year. denatured alcohol and, that he couldn't um, find so the last can of it i ordered on amazon what? and had it shipped uh why, why, the, why the chemical bad? that they use to 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 take the nature to take uh, the nature out of it yeah is, you it? know it's it's something that's pretty bad and toxic. Um, I looked into getting um, just a, a food grade alcohol, but it's expensive. Right. I mean, you're going to spend like a hundred bucks a gallon for it. Yeah. Um, well, like Ever Everclear, what, what is yeah? yeah. But Everclear, full strength alcohol. Everclear is also grain in California. Yeah. So yeah. Oh yeah. wow! Crazy. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Hmm. Well, well, on that note, uh, yeah, on that note, <clears throat> this episode is banned in California. We're all cut off. Um, yeah, but yeah, David, but we, are, yeah. we are coming up on time. But uh, you know, like we mentioned early on with you, David, like love to just kind of you know, whether you don't have much sure. or whatever, but promote whatever you want. If you got things coming up. Um, I know we got the articles you said you, that are coming out. Yeah, and, well, you and your Instagram and all the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Boom. Sit down, Dave. Yeah, I, well, I have the articles You're coming welcome. out. Um, no teaching gigs scheduled right now. And that goes year by year. So I would like to get on that path, but watch my Instagram account for that. My Instagram is sidecar underscore furniture. And uh, my website will just lead you back to my instagram account <laughs> i uh yeah <laughs> well yeah I... <laughs> so what's For with now? the name well what's my with name the is name? david johnson Psycho. so you can't really google david johnson and find me uh... and uh my i was going okay. around just trying to figure out a name and my <laughs> wife just said just just come up with an arbitrary word she's like sidecar and i'm like okay fine because Right. Yeah, I'm starting a furniture business. You know, Done. I thought I'd just do this for a few years <laughs> and then, you know, run out of money and just be back in the bike shop. But um, here we are. <laughs> so, but awesome. I can pretty much any social media, you know, I can get, you know, my name. So I wish it was a better story. Yeah. Than sure. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. <laughs> Very good. No, that's great. Yeah. All right. That was disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's better than Ramon Awful. <laughs> that's exactly website, what uh, I was thinking. The website, I was frustrated with Not the as funny, website. But... I ran an email through it, and it was just super glitchy and stuff. So I switched over to uh, another host with the intention of putting up a new website. But then my now two-and-a-half-year-old daughter was born, and... Um, it's just yeah it's yeah it says website sure. under construction it said that for about two and a yep. half years Pro yeah 
I don't find Instagram is really that limiting. Like when people yeah. ask me, I'm like, oh, just look at my Instagram account for to see what I do. Yeah, yeah. that's what a lot of people are doing. A lot of mm-hmm. businesses, a lot of graphic mm-hmm. designers, and you do, sure. they will have yeah. a website, mm-hmm. but it's literally their Instagram. You know, it's like a landing yeah. page, and it just sends you over to the Instagram. Mm-hmm. And yep. a lot of people are doing that because if people want to see your work, they they've got all the all that they yeah. can. Mm-hmm. you know dive right, into right, you, right. you can you can look mm-hmm. as much as you want or as little as you want but you can get it yeah. you get which an you, idea which of... definitely go and do with psychox yeah really cool stuff beautiful stuff yeah. beautiful stuff fun fun to see oh, yeah right. absolutely well, cool all right well thanks a lot david we really appreciate it yeah, yeah. Great we're all to excited you. to have you on yeah. appreciate you signing on you happy know. to do it and the dog <laughs> to deal with us so yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did, they did a good job. <laughs> right, and, and, and you shot and you shot that bird that was making all that racket. Oh, was there, so oh that racket. was that was nice to No, I don't know who. I don't know where the no, bird. I think that was Ramon. Oh, was it Ramon? Oh, okay. <laughs> Ramon giving us the bird. No, I'm. Yeah, I gave you the bird. You have it. All right. Likewise, uh, David, really awesome to get to chat with yeah. you. I know we've spoken a little bit through IG. Um, it's kind of it's always it's always weird. You f- you feel like you know these people more because you get to know them a little bit through IG. So it's nice to actually sit down and, and chat with mm-hmm. you. And I just learned that you're pretty old, so that's kind of cool. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Have a nice, have a nice day now. <laughs> yeah, that's why, we, sorry. That's, why we, that's why we try to keep Phil well, quiet in the beginning, so people don't run off. That's why you've got to keep it at 60 minutes, so I'm just going to fill the... I've got a ponytail. I've got a ponytail up underneath this bad boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On that note. On that bye, note. David. <laughs> <laughs> Ramon, you want to get us out of here? Please. <laughs> yeah, I better. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, thanks a ton, David, for being on the show. We we really appreciate it. It was uh, it was very interesting, and thank you all for listening in to another episode of Woodworkers Podcast. We always appreciate it. If you have any questions about this show or past shows, or suggestions for topics for future shows, feel free to drop us a line at at info at woodworkerspodcast dot com. And so, on behalf of Ben, Phil, and the creative and talented David Johnson. I'm Ramon, and we'll catch you right here on the next episode again. of yeah. Woodworkers Podcast. Right on, guys. Thanks, David. Appreciate Bye. it. Thanks so much, Dave. Bye. Bye. Ciao.